Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me, as always, is June Williams. Hello. And Jeremy Bratitich. Sorry, I just got pinged on Discord. I needed to load up my Minecraft server. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be here. That time of day. Um, how are we all? It's been another couple of weeks. Say that Good. every every time, but uh, yeah, what's what's up? Um, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Same as usual. Hot. The uh, the days are getting slightly longer. I've noticed. Are they? Yeah, I came out of work at five fifteen, like I normally do, and uh, and I I could see the sunset happening. Ooh, that's very exciting. I am sick of the darkness. Mm. I would like to be able to go for a walk after work, but five thirty hits. Yeah, it's cold and unpleasant. Pitch black, yeah. yeah. Jeremy, how about you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're here to talk about the games we've been playing in the last couple of weeks. Um, if you didn't know, this is minimap.com.au's bi-weekly podcast. I did already say that, but yeah, this is where we come to talk about uh, the games we've been playing and news that's been happening and also the questions that have been cornering. Um, if you want to support us, you can go to said website, minimap.com.au, and check out the uh, articles we've written there, the occasional review, the uh, only review, I think, um, <laughs> other podcasts Occasion- that we've done in the past. One is occasional. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, on occasion, <laughs> a single occasion. Um, we're actually bringing back out of out of hiatus, we're not sure how long or what frequency yet, but... Uh, we're recording tomorrow a new episode for the Game Spoilers podcast for a short hike. So if you are if you've been a fan of the Game Spoilers podcast before in the past and you've missed it, uh, get ready to refresh your feed sometime at the start of uh, next week, the start of the week of the first week of August. Uh, it should be in there somewhere, probably on the Monday. Um, uh, you can also support the website and our endeavors here at Minimap on minimap.com. No, no, you can't. Not there. You can support it on patreon.com slash minimapau if you wanted to support the site monetarily if you are in a position to do so. Um, Should we put a link to the Patreon on our website, huh? I mean, it's in the links (laughs) to all of the podcast episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We got ads for Rogue Company on our website. Oh, do we? Mm Mm-hmm. Epic I'm not excited. Oh yeah, that Nintendo that Nintendo Direct Mini happened in the last two weeks, and it was oh, so Bakugan. like it was so oh, uneventful <laughs> that like I didn't even think to include it in in the news breakdown. <laughs> I don't even think we should put it in. No, I don't. Like, just forget we said anything. It was just just a snore. Um, uh, and yeah, just the um, I think that's that's it. Really, let's yep. let's just let's just crack on. Um, Jeremy has. It, uh, it's not an uncharacteristically large list. It's very characteristically large, but um, it's it's like a large list even for you, Jeremy. Um, I we've we've given you we've given you a time limit, um, so God. it's 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 time for you, Jeremy, to be let loose. Uh, good luck. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If you if you um, exceed your time limit, I'll kick you out of the call. <laughs> You cannot so you'll be talking to yourself. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just leave. <laughs> and, and and I'll keep talking. Well, yeah, why don't we we all record the podcast separately on our own tracks? <laughs> uh, okay. Um. So. 
Ghost of Tsushima came out. Um, it's not. Blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna restart. Okay, Ghost of Tsushima came out. Um, I've been playing a bunch. It sure is an open world video game. Um, made by Sucker Punch. It's the first game the Sucker Punch have made since infamous first first light. First light. First light, which is a deal, an expand alone to uh, a second son, um, which was almost a launch game for the PS4. So it's been been a long time coming for Sucker Punch. Um, it's all right. I don't know. Like it's, I I wanted I think something a little bit more interesting. Not that the game isn't interesting, but a little bit more different. Like I wanted them to take a lot of time to show me something that I haven't really seen before um, and that's not to say that Ghost of the Chamber is not a bad game because um, it's it's so it's, it's not to say Ghost of the Chamber is a bad game because it's not a bad game it's it's like a I, I've been calling it a B game um, it's not like groundbreaking in really many ways um, but it's totally serviceable um, the combat is fine. It's not super deep. Um, I've got, I think, three of these stances, um, which are kind of cool. Like the, you can you can so you can change combat stances um, on the fly. So when different enemies attack you with different weapons, you can then parry and defeat them more efficiently, um, mm-hmm. which is a good way to make the combat in that game deep. Um, if you know what the game looks like, it's basically like the new the what the new Assassin's Creed games look like. Um, in terms of camera angles, the way the combat works and stuff like that. Um, the world itself looks very pretty um, and it sounds quite nice, um, but the a lot of the story I'm not super, super into. Um, it's A lot of the, the dialogue is very flat and very stilted um, and the facial animation is really, really limited. So a lot of the time there's just... There's, there's, not, there's not really like a lot of like emotion coming through and there's not a lot of... They don't really look real. They sort of look like r- robots a little bit when they're talking. Um, so I'm, I'm. It, it's very much a podcast game for whatever that means, um, where you can just like do other stuff while you while you're playing that game. Um, yeah, it's it's okay. It's fine. Like it's yeah. Like I said, it's a it's a solid B for me. Mm. It's interesting because yeah, you were. I remember talking to you about this in the past and you've been like, oh, when you when the state of play happened, you were like, man, this looks like a video game. I'm like, yeah, it's a video game. <laughs> and you're like, no, but I wanted it to be a video game. <laughs> and like, and I, I still stand by that. A lot of it is very... Um, like they just, Okay, so for example, um, like uh, a good example of what I mean is there's no waypoints in the world. Um, mm. The way the way you get from point A to point B, because it's a big open world, is you like place a marker on the map and then you can swipe up on the touch bar and then the wind will start blowing in the direction you want to go. Um, and that is, that, like, that's, that's a neat idea. Um, it's a good use of the tech because the wind tech that they've got for like the trees and like the flowers and everything and the leaves, it's all, it's all really, really good. Um, and it's a really good showcase of that. But then in the same world, you've got these specific out-of-place trees that are sitting in the middle of a field and flashing white, which means you can go over to them and pick up their supplies. Um, and so it's like this like really interesting way to do like immersion for like getting from point A to point B. And then you have like these like objects which are like super out of place and super like this is the video game object, object that you want. Um, and there's like just like this really weird 
like it, they don't add together in a way. Um, and you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's not game breaking or anything. Like I'm I'm not sitting here going, oh fuck these trees, but like <laughs> it's 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 just odd that they're doing they're doing so much of what is done before in probably like the best possible way. Um, but yeah, like I have played this game before. <laughs> right. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's a stunning looking game and photo mode for that game has been, uh, very fun to watch on Twitter and that's not for nothing. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. I think the only thing I've seen of it is that video that someone posted of him getting in the onsen and then the he's trying to like it's like a cutscene or something but he keeps getting attacked by enemies so yep. he keeps like starting a conversation and then getting attacked and then starting <laughs> it again and then getting attacked and it's just like in an infin- infinite loop until he I think he dies maybe he dies I don't remember the game is a little um, janky like that like a lot of the yeah. times um, uh, like there's this, there's a fantastic video of someone breaking into an enemy base where they're not supposed to be going yet like they're like they're actually kind of breaking some of the story by going in there early um, and usually when you get close to these enemy bases they start just relentlessly firing arrows at you until you die um, but he managed to find his way in and the moment he like jumps off the ledge an arrow midair hits him and then another one from <laughs> another direction hits him and he stays in midair as he's getting hit because he's getting knocked around <laughs> midair <laughs> Um, and like about nine arrows hit him before he hits the ground and is dead and then someone comes up and just stabs him in the chest and he <laughs> dies but it looks real dumb um, also I found like a shrine in the middle of nowhere and the prompt was press triangle to remember uncle or something and it just like it made you burst out laughing <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah so that game's that game's a thing I'll keep playing it it's, it's totally fine to play um it seems like a it seems like a me game honestly like the more i see it i'm like this looks like combat is satisfying enough and traversal is satisfying enough and like the story moments are enough to just pull me through an open world for 20 to 30 hours yeah like i think like i i think it'll probably pull me through to the end as well at least um it's probably yeah, like it's it's like the foundations are really solid on that game. Um, it doesn't do like don't go in expecting like to be blown away or don't go in expecting anything like new. Um, but that's also not what the game is putting forward anyway. So like it, you're not let down by that or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, um, I've also been playing Deadly Premonition Two: A Blessing in Disguise. Um, I think you'll find it's called Dead Two E Premonition. It is sometimes. It's not on other times. Um, Kerry's so mad at this title. Kerry I, they this put title. a two in the place of the L <laughs> yeah. in it's the icon. It's an L. It's an L. Yeah. It makes sense when it's not written like that. It's yeah. so bad. It makes no sense. Like, they might as well have called it Too Edly Premonition. Like, <laughs> No. No, but the L has got, like, a little down and a little right pointing bit like a two does. Anyway. I'm not on board. Uh... If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen any gameplay footage, I please beg you to look online at gameplay footage of this game because, oh my God, it drops to below 20 a lot of the time frames per second. <laughs> and I really, really, really wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Deadly Premonition's one frame rate was so bad. Like, it's like, it's egregious. And this is the exact same thing. And I'm so, like, it like it honestly, like, warms my heart a little bit. That makes um, no sense. Because that really the first one came out on PS2, didn't it? PS3. Uh, 360, what? actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a 360 game. Jesus. Um, 
so Deadly Premonition 2, we, we, we are back with Francis York Morgan, and he's in a monologue named Zach. Um, Even although we found out at the end of the first game, according to the last yes. podcast, that he's actually Zach and he's in a monologue as Francis York Morgan. Yes. Um, so this is a prequel. Um, ah. Yes, yes. Uh, spoilers for Deadly Premonition 1. Um, spoilers for Who's playing that? Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, but it actually follows on from the first game where you, the beginning of the game is you meet a very, very young Zack. So, so I have a very, very old Zack and he's like in his house and he's like kind of like he's, he looks like he's a bit crazy. Um, his hair's all gone and he's acting really strange. Um, he's fucking stoned. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's absolutely fucking blazed off his mind. Um, he... They, so, uh, if anyone has seen the first episode of True Detective, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. Like, like we knew we knew this because, like, the the trailer that came out was just the opening for True Detective. <laughs> like, um, and like rewatching it again when I was playing the game, it's like, is this allowed? Can they do this? <laughs> so, the, the 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 premise of True Detective is two old ex cops have to retell their story to some new cops about um, about like a serial killer that happened like 15 or 20 years ago um uh because something is happening now that the case the case has been reopened the, 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 the case has been they found yeah um and that's exactly how the first game begins. It's like you start you start with like you start playing as a cop and with another with another dumbass cop. Yeah. And they like rock up to this house that's just like the shit everywhere, and you find out that this guy's like an ex police. And, and it's, that's, that's all I needed. I'm like, all right, well, I see where this is going now. Thanks. Um. So that that part was all great. Like I'm sitting on my couch playing this game, and my housemate's next to me, and my housemate who like my housemate who also watched me finish the first game, so he he knew about the first one. And he's sitting there going like he's he's playing a game on his switch next to next to me, and then he gets to the point where he just like pauses the game and starts watching, and he's like, "This is really good." I'm like, "This is fucking gripping." The beginning of that game is so good, <laughs> um, and then you get to uh, a town just outside of New Orleans, um, which is where the game actually begins, where you are um, Francis York Morgan, not Zach. Um, this is pre pre whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> And he is sitting in a <laughs> he's sitting in a hotel talking to a chef who made he's, him. He's on like the balcony. He's on the balcony. He's talking, talking to the chef to the about chef. about movies, and he talks for like ten minutes about movies. I had this is what I this is what I stopped. Like I couldn't do it. I think I think you know when he starts talking to Zach, and then the chef's like who. No, that's just my friend Zach. <laughs> or that's just whatever. And then the chef's like, who's that? And he's like, don't ask me about that. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And I was like, and the way he like says it and smiles and looks at the, like basically looks at the camera is like, all right, I'll turn this off. I can't do it. <laughs> like, that's enough. I think you have everything about it. It was that. He's like, he's like, I was dropping, like, like, and like the way Francis York Morgan talks, it's so, so odd. Like he will be like, yeah, this cup of tea. It's really nice. Isn't that right, Zach? This cup of tea. It's got a handle. You know what else had a handle? <laughs> the, this movie from 1948 with Gary Cooper or whatever. Like, he's so so he's so odd. Um, my favorite my favorite part of that this long long conversation you have with this chef it goes forever. <laughs> is where he talks about he was on his way to the town in New Orleans and his car got stolen. <laughs> and, 
He's like, his cold car got stolen. And so he rode a skateboard into town for like, and he goes, yeah, it was difficult to learn how to skateboard for the first two miles. But by the eighth mile, I was getting really good at it. <laughs> Who says that? Fred York. <laughs> York is talking to this to this random chef about about the thing, and then he ends the conversation with, "And I just want to thank you for this meal. It was really tasty. I really enjoyed it." And he goes, "You didn't eat any of it." And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like I'm so happy that there's another one of these games, and I I cannot believe how much of a sequel to the first game it actually is. Because then you actually get out into the city and you, you ride on the skateboard and he just st- <laughs> will not stop talking to Zach o- o- alone on the skateboard about movies while the same sound effect In of New a Orleans. skateboard rolling <laughs> keeps replaying no. and the frames go to like 12 frames per second. <laughs> and it loops. Oh, he'll talk, he'll tell you the same story. No, you're kidding. So, so I, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about how if you progress further in the game, you get more and more stories. But at the beginning, you'll just tell the same three stories over and over again <laughs> while you're traversing. Oh, God, save me. Uh, it truly is a blessing in disguise. Like, it's just <laughs> such an apt fucking name. How much have you played, Jeremy? Not very much. I've been, I've been distracted with other games. Um I haven't like I haven't fallen into this one yet, um, but the, uh, I, the same thing happened with the first one where like I played a little bit, then I played a little bit, then I played a little bit, and then I fell into it and I just played. Um, so the, the beginning of the game is slow, just like the first one, to actually get into what is like the meat of the game. <sighs> well, I'm more than happy to hear your version of events about Deadly Premonition. <laughs> to experience deadly premonition through you that that uh that i'm happy to do it that way <laughs> he's so weird you don't want to play it Karen. Uh, it just doesn't it just seems like a mess it's it's just it's so much um it's like imagine thinking about any like general design conventions that people have come up with in the past like five years and just like not doing that <laughs> um i've been playing ooblets Oh, yeah. um, which is just the sweetest, most delightful game. Um, uh, I wasn't so like I remember Ublis got announced like years ago, um, and I didn't really know what the game was. Like I'd seen like what the creatures were, and they were really cute. The design of everything was really cute, but I wasn't really aware of what the game was until I started playing when when I got the code um, uh, from Kerry and. It's so what Ublitz actually is is a um it's 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 sort of like Pokemon meets Stardew Valley with like a little bit of Animal Crossing put together. Um it's so you have like a farm, you like you, you basically just like rock up to this island being like, Hi, I wanna live here. Um similar to Stardew Valley where it's like, Hi, like I just wanna I just wanna farm and they're like, Yeah, like sure. Um and it sounds so s- welcoming. That's so nice. It, it, it's really great. Like the, you, you go there and they're like, so like, do you have any ooblets? And they're like, no, I don't have any ooblets. And they're like, you don't have ooblets where you come from? And they're like, no, I don't have any ooblets where I come from. And like, oh, <laughs> we got, we got ooblets. Like you can get some. Like, 
<laughs> like it's it's really like a lot of like the dialogue in this game is really funny. It's really like yeah nah. Like a lot of like even like the options that you choose is like oh wow or like cool or like nah. Like it's it's really sweet. Um uh yeah and so like you have like a farm and you gotta like plant you gotta plant seeds for ooblet so you can grow them and then use them in not battles because i think the game initially when it uh was announced that we're gonna have ooblet battles but if they're not battles anymore they're dance-offs which is great <laughs> um so you just send out your like army of ooblets and then it's like a it's it's it's, it's actually like a like a like a card game you're not you're not doing any deck building as far as i'm aware um but you have cards which have like a a value um and uh so like when you play when you play the card you lose like some of your points for that round um and those cards are dance moves and then the ooblets do the dance moves and then depending on what move they play um they get a point value attributed to that and it's the first to like 35 or i think but i think it goes up the higher um like the higher the difficulty the battle is um and it's really sweet. Like it's, I'm playing on Xbox. It's it's a little framey, but it's still in early access. So it's like you know that'll that'll probably get fixed up. Um, but yeah, then like you you got to meet townsfolk and you got to like develop relationships to them. Um, they have like a little dot above their head if they have something new to say. And then if you go up and talk to them and they tell you, then you your conversation your relationship with them increases. Um, and then I've gotten to the point where like. Every day I'll get like a letter in my letterbox and it's like, this character would really like this object as a gift. And so then you give them and then it increases. Um, there's like clans as well, similar to like Pokemon Go. Um, there's like three clans and they're all pretty sweet. Oh no, I think there's more. I think there's four clans. Um, and they're all like archetypes. There's like a snooty clan. There's like a, there's like a, like a flowery clan. There's like a cool, like a cool clan. Um, and I haven't really found out what the point of those are, but like I, I think I joined the adorable one. Um, Naturally, yeah, as, as I do. Um, it's really sweet. It's 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 really really funny and whimsical, and you can get musical instruments which you can just go around town and just keep hitting the musical instrument as you go, just like literally just like going up to someone and blowing like a like in their face with a horn and they'll like be shocked and look at you and start clapping at you and like have hearts all appear above them and I just spent like about five minutes just running around the town just blowing this fucking trumpet while everybody was applauding me and giving me love <laughs> um it's 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 very very sweet um I haven't I haven't lost at all any battles I haven't been close to losing um it doesn't look like it's gonna be very difficult um but I don't think that's really like I don't think that's an issue at all. How do you feel like it marries all of those things? Because Pokemon and Stardew and and Animal Crossing, like it sounds it's, like that it's makes less sense. Less Pokemon, like it, it's like the only real Pokemon stuff that it has is you have, like you have your party basically, um, right. but you don't choose their moves. You don't have to look after them. You don't even name them, as far as I'm aware. Um, right. They just follow you around, and then they'll do your bidding in battle. Um, and there's like a there's like a collector more mechanic in there as well, um, like a Pokedex. Uh, but they it's Saudi Valley and Animal Crossing are pretty similar in terms of like developing yeah. relationships with your villagers and like making your little area really quite nice. Um, so that's like they work together pretty well anyway. Um, what it does, like like what is there, um, it's 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 pretty sweet. I'm I'm excited to see what like the the drive for the game is um there is like the 
uh, there's like the town center at the moment, which is like not functioning correctly. And so I have to like keep putting resources into that one to get it working. Mm. Um, I'm going to assume it's going to be like one of those where like my town is eventually, excuse me, my town is eventually going to um, just be upgraded to the point where like everyone's really happy and everyone loves me. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really quite sweet. Great. You're over half your time. I'm, over, it, I'm, I'm over half? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, as you're, in, like, I'm 15 minutes? You're at two-thirds. No, you, you've got 10 minutes left. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, I can do that. Cool. Okay, so I've been playing 5D chess with multiverse time travel. <laughs> <laughs> so Say that again, please. I, I'm playing 5D chess with multiverse time travel. Okay, thank you. Um... This game is wild. Um, it, I cannot believe that this game exists. It's so, so bizarre. Um, so, okay, imagine... Close your eyes for a moment. Oh, God, okay. here we go. Imagine a chessboard. <laughs> okay, okay. And now imagine you start... Imagine, like, three or four moves in. Some pieces are starting to be put on the board. Some strategies are starting to arise. You've got some pieces out on the board. Now imagine you've made a couple of mis- errors, or someone is like your opponent has begin to began to outplay you a little bit, and you're like, "Oh no, this is this is getting a little bit tough." I am going to send my queen back in time, <laughs> so that this timeline branch of this chess game now I don't have a queen. However, I now have a second chess game to play, which is a chess game from eight moves ago. But I have two queens. <laughs> Let's see if I can beat my opponent in this time faster than he can beat me in this timeline. And then eventually the timelines, if you have more moves on the one at the top, you, the timelines can start to converge. And so they're at like technically the present. <laughs> um, you can then start sending those two chess pieces from board to board. But they still have to move in the way the chess pieces move. So... <laughs> Carrie's laughing because I tried this last night. It didn't work. So imagine a chessboard above another chessboard and imagine a rook. So the way a rook can move, it can move as far as it wants in the X or the Y axis. In straight lines. Um, Straight lines, no diagonals. So if a board is on top of another board and the rook is in the bottom left corner of 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 board one, it can technically travel in a straight line up to board two in that same position, provided there's no piece in that same position. But that doesn't necessarily mean... So, like, but you can also take pieces from board to board as well. So if there's, like, an enemy piece in that other board in that same position, it can travel in that straight line and take it, but then that rook is in that other board. And you can, you can move them back and forth as your turn as much as you'd like. So how many games of chess... Are you potentially playing at the one time? So, so I so I was playing with my friend Raf, and he played the tutorial a little bit before me, and I just went in blind. Um, I just kept on making more and more boards. Um, so I think I got up to like nine or ten boards Jesus. at any given time. Um, you can go more than that. Um, I've seen screenshots of like pro chess players, and like they've got like 10, 12 boards all happening at the same time, more. Um, and. Uh, but like, but then like, uh, like we were kind of just like fucking around and like we didn't really know understand like the mechanics of the game and so then we played and we had four boards going at the same time which was really really manageable um, at the beginning because we started to figure out like why why if I move my bishop 
on like so the bishop can move any as as far as it wants in any diagonal direction. Why is my bishop moving from left to right as it travels from board to board? And then we realize it's because it's also moving in a diagonal from board A to board B. Oh, so it's it's moving diagonally on the Z axis. Yes. In like a three D space. In a three D space. Right, because it's not I'm, just it because chess is normally 2d so it's yes. three-dimensional so yes. it's got that extra like third dimension that and then it's four-dimensional because there's time travel and then it's five-dimensional because there's timelines because mul- there's, there's multiverse timelines in the same way that there's multiple spider-men in into, into the spider-verse yes yes right so like you can see the gears turning a little bit and then i start to realize that also means a knight technically has to do an l shape across different across <laughs> a dimension <laughs> um and you can also like but the, yeah and so like like that 3d part of it is already a lot to handle the the part that really really is wild is the extra dim- like is sending pieces back in time so they have to travel in their same direction mm-hmm. But back in time, like they have to move, the, like, they have to move their their usual ways. The chess pieces move, but they can go back into a previous timeline, and then you can branch off and make a new one. So what was happening is, I was playing against my opponent, and we had four timelines going, and I made a fifth one because I thought of like a really good way I could possibly win in this fifth one. And uh, then, so I started, I started getting really close to winning, and then he moved his king to a different board. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm playing chess in a, against. I'm playing a chess game which has no king in it, <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, so what the fuck?" And then he, so then his other board had two kings in it, and I'm like, "Wait, do I have to check both?" No, I, I only have to check one. Theoretically, I guess that means, but you have no kings in this board so there's no point in me playing there so i started just getting all the pieces from that one board and i started like <laughs> combining units and so i started like moving everything like i was like a rallying like an army from one board to another um and so he wh- what he did was he he made like a timeline way back from like nine or ten moves ago and so we had like these four timelines or five timelines at this point in the present and we had a sixth one from ages ago but then he accidentally moved himself into a way that checked himself from the future. (laughs) (laughs) Because my queen from the present was checking him in the past. (laughs) So he said something that made me laugh until I was crying. And I wrote it down here. This is his thought process. He goes, but that doesn't stop your queen from moving into my king irrationally in another life. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, games are good. (laughs) Games are just so good. Um, Man, it is so fun. I took chess class, whatever, after school for like a semester in primary school. And that game made me feel so dumb. Like, I've told this story a bunch of times, and whatever, I was 10, right? I didn't understand. But, like, when I was still learning the game, we learned about the four-move checkmate, and then I unironically moved in a way, I just looked at the board, and I moved in a way that meant my opponent did the four-move checkmate on me four times in a row. Right, yeah. And then I finally got it, right? And I was like, (laughs) oh, don't move the pieces like this, okay. 
and I can't imagine playing it with any extra dimensions. <laughs> Let alone it's three a, extra dimensions. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of... It's just a lot of fun. Um, I cannot believe someone has thought of this. I don't know how you make a game like this. I, I can't don't know believe how someone you think made it. That's I, what I was thinking. Like, it's It's how? mind-boggling. You'd go insane, yeah, surely. right? Um... um Two minutes, buddy. Two minutes? All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Carry On. Carry On's really good. You should play Carry On. It's like a horror game where you're a monster and you swing around and kill people, um, except it's like really hi-fi pixel art and um, it's just, it's very, very cool. Devol- it's been on Twitter mm-hmm. for years. Um, Devolver published it. It's just... A it's on Game Pass, right? I don't know. I bought it on Yes, Twitter. it is. Yes, it is on Game Pass. It's on Game it's Pass. On Game Pass. Sure, yeah. Awesome, cool. People should buy that game and play that game. It's really cool. Necro Brewster is a visual novel um, set uh, made, made by de- uh, developers in Melbourne. Um, that game's been around. It's been on like the on the pack circuit for a little while now. Um, it's about a cafe where you spend twenty four hours there before you die, um, and it's like it's it's like the art style is three D, but it's uh, like a lot of the time there'll be like. Because like, it's still a visual novel, so you still got like text from one person to another, and it's like swapping between. But the way they set up these three D characters in this space, um, a lot of the the text that they're doing is they'll be like they'll be actively moving, um, but they're not animating all the time. It's like they're mid motion, sort of doing something. So like they might be like grabbing a coffee cup or like em- like t- uh, tipping the coffee grinds into the sink. Um, but it'll be like they'll do the motion once and they'll sort of like slow and it, it's it's really really stylized um it's also just written fucking incredibly it's like one of the best written games i've ever seen um uh, ever read played um it's absolutely absolutely well worth everybody checking out um even if you're not a fan of visual novels um because i'm not i'm not huge on them um this one is just so gripping and the characters and their interactions and the way they speak it's so it's so unapolog- it's so unapologetically australian um <laughs> but it's so natural as well like it's like i am it's like i'm in a cafe in carlson where the game is set actually listening to people talk the way they do in australia um specifically in melbourne um it's it's so good there's a ned kelly offers you a diary like it's just it's it's so fucking good um absolutely absolutely well worth checking out i'm so glad that game is finally out because i spoke to them last year at pax and they were like yeah the game is sort of like basically done but we're sort of just like tuning everything and you know, waiting for the right time to launch it. Um, and I think I think now is a great time, honestly, for them to launch. So I'm very happy that it's finally come out. You did it, time. Jeremy. Well done. <laughs> that was great. And I... I that, what a range of games. That's wild. <laughs> yep. That's not all of them. There's the I know. didn't talk about. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was interesting listening to you describe... 5d chess just then because last night when we were playing halo one multiplayer we were trying to take on hunters and elites and you're like so i'm in the past right and my queen is on another board and i'm like no 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 stop wait hang on let's just i'm out of grenades i'm dead okay no let's do this later (laughs) (laughs) um oh boy uh june do you want to do you want to take the next do you want to Shall we pass the handball, the, 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 the yeah, talking... Yeah, hand me the torch. Or yeah. I'll throw you the talking dice. 
the microphone probably is a better way of saying that. Um, (laughs) I, um, so I've been looking for a game to, a new game to play with people, um, specifically, uh, my housemate and Billy. Um, and my housemate was like, let's play Minecraft Dungeons. I'm like, I guess. Sure. That sounds fine. It's like, it's free. It's free on Game Pass. Yep. Just download it. Okay. Um, we played that for maybe like six hours. It's really good. Did you know what it was before you started playing? Uh, I'd seen Grace play a little bit of it. Right. Um, so I, I didn't realize how much like Diablo it was. It's just Diablo. Yep. So after I finished playing that, I'm like, does anyone like, uh, does anyone else want to play more? Like, I'm happy to play tomorrow night. Like, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then I, um, booted up Diablo and played Diablo. And I, I have been playing Diablo every day. That's since awesome. Since I played Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> so. Welcome back. Um, it's, yeah, thank you. This is the six monthly Diablo. Yep. Yep. Cycle, cycle again. It's happening. Um, yep. Except I don't have anyone to play Diablo with. So, I mean, it's still, I still enjoy it because I can, it's like you said about, um, Ghost Chishima, it's like a podcast game. You can just chuck. Yeah something else on at the same time which is um good and i like that i wonder but, um, if i search on the lonely. website i'll be able to track the timeline of you playing diablo going back and forth if it's like <laughs> Honestly, exactly probably, six months <laughs> probably um I, I think like that game it never there's always stuff to do like it never there's never not anything to do in that game um i don't know it's good so how did it's you fun. find Minecraft dungeons compared to Diablo because I've heard it's sometimes too light or um, like a bit too easy. Um, I don't think it's too easy. We had we we were up on a fairly <laughs> high difficulty and we had trouble. Um, I think it it is quite light. That the there's really no um, from what I've played of it, which wasn't that much. It was yeah maybe about four to six hours. I don't really remember. Um, the, there's no real way to up, I mean, the armor system, there's not much to do with it and like upgrading, there's no real upgrades and you can't, it's not very stat, statistical, Mm. that's the right word, but I also think like that's not the point of it either. It's like, I don't know, Minecraft is for younger, a younger audience maybe, and I think it works that way. Although it took us like maybe an hour to figure out how to play to get the multiplayer oh, right. online. Um, as in, like, navigating the Xbox like, application and stuff? or Not even that, because, like, you have to... You can't play together unless you all finish the tutorial, but it doesn't say that anywhere. And, like, there's no way to, like... You have to join a game like Diablo. Right. You can't, like, join from the home screen and start all together. Like, it's funky. Anyway. Um, it was fun. It was pretty. It's very pretty. It's very, like, glowy um, and, and lit well, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's nice, and um, the enemies are really fun, and they make Minecraft noises, which is funny. <laughs> are you playing Diablo any differently, or are you playing it like you usually do? Like, do you have a set way um, you always play? Or I generally, when I go through the six monthly cycle, I'll just like jump in the middle of the season and just make a seasonal character right. and just play as far as I can in the season. So it's just like doing um, achievements and stuff. So. But I'm playing a barbarian for the first time. I haven't played a barbarian before. Cool. Great. Are you, and does, are you and playing, does the? Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just gonna say, are you playing Minecraft Dungeons like you play Diablo? Like character builds so. and stuff, or are you doing it? Because you can't. You can't really. Because you just like. From what I've seen, 
maybe you can. I didn't see a chest anywhere, so it's not like you can store your items once you salvage them. So you just like constantly like re-rolling and hoping for something better. Right. And you can't build from that, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It'd probably be better if I played more of it. I'd probably be able to play it more like Diablo. Gotcha. But Sweet. That's it. Mm. Fair enough. It's um it's the kind of thing that like I feel like everyone was waiting to come out and then it arrived, so I'm like, oh, Diablo's here. I mean Minecraft Dungeons is here. Like <laughs> It's fun. It's it's really fun to play with friends if you um ever do want to play it. It's probably better to play with friends than to play by yourself. Mm. Mm. Sweet. Mm. I um uh, last question. Has the Uncharted saga continued? I played maybe another three hours. What was I up to? Let me think. You were in I think you were just on top of the, the hotel last yeah elena's here now mm. which you spoiled for me thank you i, I spoiled i spoiled um, you in the past i'm sorry so i went back like after, five lost, after last Fortnite's episode i went back and listened to uh the first episode of um game spoilers which we did lost legacy just to see what i like what my opinions on sam were because i wanted to know what if they were harsh <laughs> um and and yeah carrie <laughs> carrie just like unloads the entire uncharted 2 plot <laughs> It's like, all right, thanks. I felt so, so retrospectively guilty. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this thing that was never going to happen happened. What was your, um, what were your opinions on Sam? Did you, did you get that far? I said, uh, quote, I quote myself. I said, he is a nothing character. <laughs> and now That's he's funny. your favorite. And now he's the boy. Um, I will be having a chat to my past self later. <laughs> Wait, while you're playing chess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been playing a few things. Um, it's like weird. Like I've been, I've been thinking about Last of Us Two, which I don't think I'm going to get into here. But like, I, I think I've listened to about 12, 12 ish hours of spoiler cast for, <laughs> for that game because, like, kind of funny. Who I listened to a lot did like three different spoiler casts for it like with different members of cast and with themselves and stuff like that and then jeremy pointed out the waypoint crew did a six hour <laughs> two-part jesus spoiler cast which they didn't mean to do and it's interesting because um rob zachney who was leading that podcast was leading it the same way i used to lead game spoilers which was like write down the rough structure of the plot and go through all of it <laughs> except it's a 35 hour <laughs> game <laughs> Is that why it was six hours? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why. And he gets to the end of it. He's like, I can't critique this game for being long anymore because I just made a six-hour podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I just have thoughts percolating about that and, like, the length of the game and how I feel about it. Um, but keeping that in mind, I have played some more Lost Legacy um, between then and now. And I just... Oh, I, I love Lost Legacy because it nails the key thing that the last was two doesn't, which is pacing. It just, it's just a slam dunk. Like I've been playing so many games just because I wanted to play them. Whereas last of us, I felt obliged to, because I wanted to hear the story, but it took so long to get there and it really frustrated me. And so I've been playing also just revisiting Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Cause it's just, 
it was on my system and it was just something fun to put on and like not pay attention to and just go and you set your assassins to go do tasks and then you go do a random contract and then you go do some story and then you just upgrade some some uh what are they blacksmiths and by the time you've done that there's been a deposit in your bank account and you go and retrieve that and then you get chased (laughs) through the city and like you know it's just old assassin's creed it's good although i did have this moment I'm just totally rambling. I'm just jumping across things because I've got like little bits of little games. I had this moment. And I told Jeremy about it at the time. I was like, this is oh, so I just, funny. I just felt the bones of Assassin's Creed Odyssey while I was playing Brotherhood. <laughs> and it was like, which is completely like at odds with that article I wrote like a year and a half ago now, <laughs> which was like Assassin's Creed has forgotten where it's come from, <laughs> which was like. It. And, and then, I, I don't know, it was just this weird thing. I, like, jumped off of a thing and I was, like, looting something. And I was, like, I think it's because in Brotherhood you get, like, um, resources, which you get a bit of in, in like, Origins and Odyssey. <sighs> Apologies for the cat. Um, and so... I just, I just for this, it was just a brief moment. And I can't, I can't trace the lines back. I can't, I can't retrace my my brain steps right but yeah for a moment i just felt the future <laughs> anyway while playing, chess. playing 5d chess today <laughs> <laughs> um so that was weird but just good to do um something else I, was, I started playing was um at the same time as i got that code for jeremy to play ooblets is i also got a code for among trees uh which is this Firewatch-esque open world survival game. Um, it's just kind of the the premise is really simple. It's like there's no there's no overarching premise like with the forest where you know you're on a crash landed plane and then there's cannibals and whatever. It's just like you wake up and there's like planks and you pick up six of them and you can build a cabin. And then from there, that gives you, like, enough small tasks to upgrade the cabin with, like, a cooking room and a crafting room and, uh, like, a greenhouse. And that means you need to find certain other bits of materials. And so it's just really simple. Like, you just start and you just pick stuff up and you've got limited inventory space. And you just pick stuff up and then you go home and then you build more and put it in the storage. Uh, And, yeah, so, like, the survival game features of it is you've got, like, health and like temperature sleepiness and hunger um and for the most part it's fine the the sleepiness is like almost tied directly to like the day night cycle so you have enough wakefulness for while the sun's up and then once the sun goes down you start getting too cold so that brings your temperature meter down so basically you go out for a little bit during the day and then you go home before it gets too dark before you get too sleepy um (laughs) And it's just really chill. I took, I played for 40 minutes. I took about 15 screenshots and they were all drop dead gorgeous. It's just got this, this like F3 is like take screenshot without HUD button, which is astounding. So like, it's got this really blue, orange sunlight, God rays through the trees, like blues through purples gradient. And then this like real, like this, like not volumetric, but this like fog in the distance that just like surrounds everything and it and, and it's outrageously p- picturesque um i put a tweet out about it um it's just it's so good 
It's so <laughs> it, like it's really low key. Um, there are th- apparently monsters, like, mo- not monsters, but like dangerous animals. I know there's bears like there in the trailer. I haven't come across them yet. Um, I've played more than forty minutes than I did that first day, but there are bears apparently that like hang out around like good loot. <laughs> My cat is trying desperately to be a part of this podcast. I might just quickly close my door. <laughs> Give me a sec. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like, it's great because there's no, there's not that much of a point, right? It's very low key. It's very low stakes. Like, I'm not constantly being attacked by bald eagles and bitten by fire ants. And, like, I need to develop bug spray. And, like, it's just not, you walk around and you pick up plants and you pick up berries and mushrooms and and then occasionally you'll come across like wreckage sites um where there's like boxes that you can't open because you don't have an axe and other boxes that you can't open because you don't have a lock pick and you can't use those because you can't craft but they have more of the like metals so they've got like steel wire and bolts and and jute rope and more planks and stuff like that so you kind of the the loop and it the first couple of days, it was just like, oh, berries, mushrooms. <laughs> this is so nice. And pretty trees and and streams and waterfalls. Um, and, oh, sun goes down. I better go to bed. Like, and then the loop has slowly become a bit more complicated. As you unlock the crafting room, you can make a pickaxe and you can make a, uh, you can make that lock pick and the, and the actual axe. So I like that it starts off simple. So you just like take in the space it's just about walking around in this beautiful landscape and then you learn more about like you can get more like sap from trees and planks from trees and stuff like that and craft more materials um once you find those like scavenge sites um so yeah i haven't played too much more past getting the i got like i just unlocked the cooking room and the crafting room which is good because the some ingredients you can only use in some ways um it's just so pretty, and I just like how low stakes it really is. It's sort of in like an Animal Crossing first week kind of a way, you know, where it's like there's nothing for me to do but like catch bugs right now. It's like okay, <laughs> I'll catch bugs, um, and then yeah, they introduce that complexity later on. Um, yeah, that game's good. I really like it. It is an early access, so you know it's a little it's a little janky. I like. A lot of the you could turn off a lot of the like pros the post processing like the ambient occlusion and stuff like that and you can kind of see that a lot of the like grass textures and stuff like that are pretty grainy um, like it's very low poly art style anyway but then when you turn on all that post processing it kind of makes it all gorgeous so it's like oh well that's fine I don't care <laughs> um, I'm excited to see where it stack. goes I, I'll just kind of like dip in and out of it I think when I got like a few spare hours and I'm like oh this is interesting oh oh. Um, yeah. The other thing that I've been doing is I've been playing uh, so to sort of connect with like different groups of my family um, who don't necessarily play games. Like we've been experimenting with other like uh, online card game websites. So my family, like my direct, my close family, we play um, 500, which if you're <laughs> not familiar, is just like a, a, it's something you do with a normal deck of cards and you usually play with four people like teams of two and you have to like bid on the amount of things you're going to win it's a it's it's hard to explain but it's really good and it's a game that we we play lots and if we play we'll play for like hours at a time and so we haven't done that in so long and now 
not only are we all in isolation in Melbourne at the moment, but also my um, my brother and his partner have moved like to the country. So it's really hard to do that. So we've actually been doing weekly 500 nights. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's really good. And it was cool because it was like, oh, that's a great idea. And then my brother just found this site that's like precisely tailor-made to like the rule set we make. And it's like finding friends is easy and there's like room codes and and it, the animation's really quick and it's all really simple and doesn't mess up at all. It's like so polished. Like we stumbled across <laughs> this whole ecosystem of just this online multiplayer ecosystem of cards playing websites. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. But the, the other thing that I found that was similar to it, um, it was called, I think it was just called playingcards.io. And that allows you to do a similar thing where you can like create your own board and create your own playing cards, make solitaire or whatever. But um, while quarantine is happening, um, the creators of Cyanide and Happiness, they created a sort of Cards Against Humanity-esque card game, which is Joking Hazard, where you create like a three-tile comic um, out of like cards that you're given. And, you know, they're all very... Some of them are very rude and actually entirely offensive <sighs> and... And that's fine, you know, like, if you're up for that, it's fine. Um, but yeah, that Joking Hazard, which that is called, is, like, just there on playingcards.io for free right now during quarantine. Like, um, the, the creators have just released it there. Um, so I played that with, uh, like, my cousin. Um, and it's just a really good time. It's really interesting the way that these, like, things that you just play online, just on the websites. Like, it, you know, it's it's kind of like Jackbox, you know, that I've, I just thought was, like... yeah locked away in like these like not hardcore gaming but these like gaming scenarios it's like oh no this is this stuff's happening in lots of different places this is pretty neat um yeah i don't know not too much to say about that either but i'm, I'm really glad it's there and I, I really recommend it if you're struggling to find ways to play uh or not necessarily play but if you're like trying to catch up with family members via distance at the moment it, and we, we've found it's really good to have that 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 other thing that we can do at the same time so we could talk in between rounds but it's not like we join a zoom call and it's like how about that coronavirus right like it's not like we want to do every time we see each other so um that's been really nice um and then and and, and yeah and then sort of in the in the in the, the the last thing we've been doing this week um same vein pardon same vein yeah totally like very similar to joking hazard where you can like set up your table and like you pick up cards all together we're we've been playing tabletop simulator um on our server so that's it's jeremy uh and then our friends ollie and byron and ollie's partner chain um we've been playing tabletop simulator which when i first loaded it up a couple of weeks ago was very overwhelming yeah, and if, it is if you're not familiar it's like this it's like this it's not Gmod, but it's like, it's this kind of this platform where you can like just load up a table in a room and you all have like hands that you can control things in and you can pick up cards and then flip them over and rotate them and stuff like that. And you all put them on the ta tables and allows you to play checkers, chess, go, uh, like all of the standard like board games, Chinese checkers and reversi and uh, backgammon. And like like all of the classic board game things, right? That all comes with it because it's like royalty free, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then there's also this whole other marketplace. Like it's got Steam Workshop support, and people just upload high quality assets of 
of intellectual property that isn't theirs, like <laughs> Settlers of Catan and Carcassonne and Ticket to Ride and like Pandemic and all of the, you know, like the actual, like, you know, the renaissance of like non-traditional board games. I'm sure Monopoly is there as well and Sorry and whatever. Like all of them, are, I'm, I'm sure are there. Um, the big ones tend to get like taken Camps, down. Yeah, take down. <laughs> yeah, like like the publishers will come through with a wave. But yeah. on the other hand, there's, there's like there seems to be this weird thing where people who played in Tabletop Simulator will then go out and buy it. So a lot of publishers don't mind if if people have put their games on Tabletop Simulator. Um, we've sort of been getting around that by saying that if one of us owns the game in real life, then we're happy to use like the workshop assets in Tabletop Simulator to play it in the game because um, that's like how we would play it normally um, yeah. but yeah it's this weird grey area right <laughs> um, and then occasionally some people make like official DLC that you can in- import into the game so we were playing we, we, the thing that we that I've been a part of the most uh, was we did a, a round of Carcassonne um, which is you know like a settlement building put down tiles and there's roads and villages and 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 towns and stuff like that but we, we set this up with just the four of us. Jeremy wasn't around at the time yeah, um, when we started. The, yeah, you were like an hour late. And then you were like, oh, we're playing Tabletop Simulator. And then you loaded it up and then you're like, oh, it's got VR support. I'll be back <laughs> in half an hour. And then you like logged off Discord to go set up. And so like the four of us are there and it's like really fun because like we, I was messing around and like you could, there's like a flick tool. So I was like flicking spare pieces at each other like across the board and just having fun with that. And then... Byron locked us out because it was like, no, we're not playing the game. Stop flicking pieces at Ollie. <laughs> um, anyway, and then, then Jeremy, I joined. Jeremy joined, and it's like because he's in VR, it shows you a, an outline of his headset and his controllers in the space. And so we we don't have any representation except our hands on the table. And then we see this giant above the board, this pink outline <laughs> of this headset and controllers, and he's just like, oh, "I'm here!" And then, and then he starts like leaning into the board and like zooming through my skull because he's like, "You found the place where I'm like looking through." I'm like, "Ah, Jeremy, get out of my face!" He's like, "Oh, sorry." And then he starts like picking up the pieces. He's like a three year old like learning how to move <laughs> his hands for the first time. And we're just watching because we started the game, so we couldn't be a part of it because we were in it already. So he just sat yeah. on the corner of the table, <laughs> and like Ollie gave him a bowl. And some poker chips and some marbles, <laughs> and he's just picking stuff up uh, and looking at, the at big it. Big boy table. <laughs> <laughs> and he learns that he could use the draw tool, and so and the other thing that you could do with the VR mode. And it's so good just watching Jeremy do this because he's just like playing. He's just like a kid playing in the room while the big kids play like big kids games. <laughs> I've done a lot of VR and it's still there's still something novel about picking something up and throwing it in VR. I don't know what it is, but it's still just really interesting. And so um, the other thing that Jeremy could do is he could scale himself, so he could be like huge, <laughs> or he can also make himself like 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 tabletop size. Like he's the size of the pieces of the board that we're playing on. And so it's like, oh Jeremy, make yourself small and then like go for a walk through our towns. <laughs> And then, I don't know, what, how did you find being a, a tiny gremlin on our board as we played? Oh my god, it's so funny because, like, you've got these pieces and they're pretty, like, they're, they're pretty basic looking pieces of a person. And I'm just, like, making myself the same size as them and then making myself smaller than them. Then I look up and it's like looking at a giant and <laughs> I, uh, I got the draw tool and I started drawing, like, dicks on them. And I, like, drew, like, a happy face on one of the people and... Um, what happened after is, Kerry, you weren't here for this, but we started playing a game called Scythe, and 
this game has got um, uh, little mech pieces that you put on the board as well. Oh. And um, uh, our friend Ollie had a had a was playing as a faction that has got like water based mech, so they kind of look like boats with legs and arms. And so I made myself as if I would be a size as a, as a person on this gigantic boat mech <laughs> and I, I walked to the edge so the, the, also the funny thing is you don't move around with the sticks in this game you have to like reach out and grab your like put your controller out press a button and then you, you've just anchored yourself to that moment and then you've got to pull yourself across and so I sort of look like I'm walking as I'm like pulling myself across this board um, and I got to the edge of this boat mech and I started doing like singing like Celine Dion's fucking Titanic <laughs> moment as I like put my arms out and it's just it's so so silly, it's so funny. I was like there were so many times where I was I was crying at how fucking stupid it is because I just like you two like you you two you four were playing a game and I just like launched in and just derailed the entire thing yeah and I was having the best fucking time yeah I was having just like an incredible experience just being like a small insignificant child at this a, a table full of adults there was something so incredible about it because you weren't talking a lot of the time and so we'd, we'd like play our hand and I'd like choose my piece and look at it and be like, oh, that's interesting. And then like the turns would be going around the table and I would look over and see what Jeremy was doing. And every time he was just doing something else. And because you could see the representation of his head and his hands, like it's just this real like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just this, this sense of wonder that was really like translated through his movements. And so when he was tiny, he was picking up the pieces and they were like him size. It was like, oh, and then I'd like, if I got, if I got like a little restless, I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, Hey Jeremy. And you'd be like, what? And I'd like throw a piece your way and let it like go over your head and you'd be like, Whoa. <laughs> I think my favorite thing so about cool. it is you can go, Hey Jeremy. And then I can look directly to where you are and you can see me looking directly at you yeah. as well. And it's so interesting because it's just you who I can see. And like, I know where everyone yeah. else is on the table, but like we can move around, but it just doesn't show like your camera view. All yeah. you can see is where our mouse is on the board. Um, that's it. Um, it's, it's just, it was just so interesting. I don't know how I would go with it when, when I was actually playing a real game with you. Like, um, like, I think it would start to wear off on me, but it was because like we were playing the game and then there was Jeremy. <laughs> it was so like, fun. Like, we played like a full, like, we probably played a six hour, no, maybe not six hour, maybe it was like four hours of, of Scythe, which was one match because we were learning how to do it as well. Yeah. Um, and it got tiring on my eyes a bit. Um, like, we didn't do it like all at once. We did like three hours here and then like about an hour and a half here. Um, but it, it didn't really wear off, honestly, um, because I have something to do and. A lot of the time, I get to see like close-up detail of things that other people might not be able to see, um, and yeah, I don't know. It was like a really genuinely enjoyable way to play video games. It sounds it sounds like you're describing like a Renaissance banquet where Jeremy is the jester that has to come in and entertain yeah! everyone. Like, honestly, <laughs> it kind of is. Like, I I am acting as I'm doing it, but it's just so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was really, it was really special. Like I took a bunch of screenshots and I like sent it to my mum as like, oh yeah, I've been doing this the last few nights. 
And like most, like I took one that was like, oh, look at the board game. And then the, all of my other screenshots was just pictures of Jeremy playing. <laughs> it was like, look at my friend hold these pieces. He's having so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was really special. I, I'm looking forward to playing more. Um, and like while it was incredibly uh, overwhelming to start with, um, as soon as you load up a game and you have someone else to play off, like you only need a certain number of the actions that the game gives you. And it, yeah. you, you pretty quickly start um, uh, learning what you do and don't need and what is, and it starts becoming second nature much, much faster than I thought it would. When you load in, it's like, it's like loading into a game engine, honestly, where it's like, you've got camera tools and like, you can like link game objects and like, it's, it's incredibly versatile to the, like a you know like a game engine like when you load up you're like i'm gonna make a game in unreal and you open it for the first time and you're like uh, <laughs> 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 um so yeah no i i definitely recommend it like if you play games and like you you're missing that sort of thing like like it's a it might be a good investment for you like there's a steam sale going on right now i don't know if it is on sale but like have a look and see if it is because it might be worth it <laughs> yeah um yeah that can that concludes our section i think um it's 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 such a it's such a big list i look at the document i'm like wow we've really been playing a lot um <laughs> yeah but it's good fun it'll be interesting to see how uh what, what jeremy gets up to now that there's no big releases oh thank um, god <laughs> oh my god, there's no games coming out in the next two weeks. I am so excited to just You can finally play. work your way through the 1,500 games of the Itch Bundle. Oh my god, Yeah, I that's what I can Itch finally Bundle. start doing. <laughs> I, um, I, wanna, I want to uh, play through some of the games from the um, Game Makers Toolkit game jam that happened uh, a week or two ago. Because there are some pretty neat games in there. The other thing, when, when Ghost of Tsushima came out, I was thinking about it, and I was talking to Jeremy about it, I was like oh, this seems like, you know, reviews have come out. It sounds like a game that's for me. And this was like literally a day after I finished Last of Us. And then I was like, I don't want to play a new game. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't be bothered. I was so exhausted from Last of Us. Even um, um, even Grace has said that as well. Like she hasn't been able to, she's, she started playing a Plague Tale a little bit. And like, she's oh, yeah. like, I, I can't play this game at the moment after the Last of Us burnout. I just can't do it. Yeah. yeah. God, that game needed an edit. Hmm. I just needed to be cut a bit. Just needed yeah. to be better. Trimmed. Yeah, just... Anyway. <laughs> um, that's it for what we've been playing for the week. Uh, we do have a question corner. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that one in a bit, and you'll segue out with the music from Shook, uh, who I forgot to shout out before. Um, uh, the song that you're about to hear is called Moog Modeldy Improv. Um and you can find that song on Shook's YouTube and you can find all of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, we highly recommend them. Uh, what is the question for the week, June? <coughs> if you had to save... Okay, hang on. If your house was on fire and you had to yeah. save one item of gaming, knickknacks slash paraphernalia in your house, what would you choose? So I think we decided you can choose one like item of merch and also one game. Yep. And what would those two things be? It's a it's a it's a life or death decision. It's a it's a decision for the ages. What are you gonna What are you gonna choose? Um, uh, have a think. 
We will as well. And once we do, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We have been sitting, thinking, pondering, addressing the question that we are about to answer. June, what is the question for this week? If you were, if your house is on fire and you could only save one item of uh, gaming knickknacks slash paraphernalia, um, what would you save? Uh, two options. So choose two things: one game and one like item of merch. Mm. Mm. Who who wants to go first? Not me. Okay, I can. I can. Um, I've got a lot of posters. Mm, <laughs> I, I was thinking, thinking about this. I've got so many game posters, um, but I don't have any of them up in my house currently, which kind of sucks. But there's the I did buy about six months ago this awesome print from um, uh, Spider Man from Plush Art Club, and it's like it's like. 45 centimeters by 60 centimeters i think is the dimension and so it's big and it's like glossy and it's like him like being like fractured out of his like end end of the game suit and it's like it's so good (laughs) so i think i'd pick that up for my piece of merch and then for my game like i kind of i feel like i had my initial response was a bit of a cheat answer but i've got my on my desk i've had it sitting here with me for about two years now um I've got my Ocarina of Time cartridge for the N64. It's got my name written on it in pink texter that I put on it when I was like six. And I, because people used to do that for like games that they'd like lend to people. They'd always just like yeah. write their names on like the back of the cartridge. And we never lent anyone any games because like in terms of the people we knew who had the console, like everyone had any had anything that we had already. Um, but I just said to mum, I was like, I, could, I just kind of want to write my name on one of these can i do that and i was like yeah he's a texter and so and so I, I like you won't be able to see it on the podcast but i'll show you like you jeremy and june like there's there's my name on it it's like so badly <laughs> written and it's like smeary um but it's on the the gold ocarina of time cartridge but i feel like that's cheating because i want to keep it because it's it's a physical thing right which is what the other thing is what the, what the other question is that's fair that's fair um, yeah but it's I a game it's, it's not merch yeah yeah but it's not a game oh. i want to keep because it's hard to access the game like I could yeah, no, neither's my answer. That's fine. Okay, it's fine. I think it's fine. My my like my like backup answer for that was like Super Mario Galaxy, just because it took me forever to find one of those recently, mm. and now that I've got it, I don't want to lose it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd pick Ocarina of Time before Galaxy. June. Okay. Um, I like to be honest. Like I don't think there's anything that I would be. Like, obviously, if my house burned down, I'd be very upset. Yes. But I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think there's anything, like, in particular that would, like, crush me in terms of, like, game stuff. Like, I don't know. If, like, my Zoids burnt down, I'd be very upset. But, like, if... I don't know. I think game-wise, maybe Pokemon Coliseum. Or... Oh, June. Or my copy of uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Like, all three, like, Time, Darkness, and Sky, probably, mm. maybe. In terms of, like, physical things? Like, I'd, honestly, I don't think I have anything that I would I would be upset losing. Like, probably, I like my art books and stuff, but, like, they could, I don't, it's fine. Yeah. They burn, they burn. 
Yeah. What about that collector's edition that's been sitting in the back in the boot of your car for like years? Which one? Oh, the Dragon Age one. Yeah. I don't know where that went. <laughs> uh, it probably in it the, went um, with you everywhere, like literally. Yeah, because I couldn't be bothered moving it. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe like my Final Fantasy special edition guide because like they were quite hard to get. For which what about one? that Red Dead pillow I gave you? <laughs> Yeah, my Red Dead pillow, true. It's not actually um. Red Dead, though. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. It's like vaguely Western. <laughs> it's red. red. It's not dead. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have anything in particular. Mm. I mean, does Love Life count as a game? I suppose so. Yeah. My it's Love Life t- figurine. My, my, the one Love Life figurine that was very expensive. Is that just because it's expensive, though? No, I love her. She's beautiful. Okay. And also she was very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Final Fantasy book that you were talking like for which Final Fantasy? It's the complete special sorry, complete official guide collector's edition for Final Fantasy fifteen. Right, cool. As soon as I asked that question, I was like, wait a minute, I know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, it's fifteen. I don't play any other Final Fantasies. No, I know. You didn't go back to seven, did you? No. Nah. Yeah. I should, maybe, probably. That's some good anime. Well, it's it's anime. I don't know if it's good. Um, <laughs> Welcome to anime. <laughs> How'd you go, Jeremy? Um, so my game is I've got a limited edition PS2 copy of Shadow of the Colossus. Um, and inside of it is a bunch of art cards. Mm. Um, Pretends to be shocked. I know, right? <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus again for my answer. Uh, um, <laughs> PS2 special editions were fucking rad. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like a cardboard case. Um, yeah, and it like fold out and had that like plastic like disc. Like because yeah. we got we got the special God of War two one. And yeah, like that right. came with like a, its own like special DVD like with a behind the scenes thing on it. Mm. It, was, it was it was it was a top toss up between that and my um, James Cameron's Avatar PS three collector's edition. With the <laughs> <statue>. <laughs> um, no, um, but for merch so I've got uh, like so like my answer was initially going to be my last guardian uh, an extraordinary tale book Mm. like the statue is nice but the book is like really something special Um, but then I remembered that PAX I want to say 20 let me find out uh, unfolded. Um, would have been, would have been PAX 2014. Oh, jeez. Um, a while ago, uh, Media Molecule were there showing off Tearaway Unfolded, mm. um, the PS4 version of Tearaway from the Vita. And they had these covers, and I got a bunch of developers to sign it, and it's really cute. Um, and I'll, I'll get it and I'll show you. It's going to be useless for the, for the audio. This for the audio version of the podcast as if it was a video one. Um, <laughs> it's a high octane, really. Uh, it's a it's a visual centric podcast today. I'm sorry because we don't record video. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's so, cute. That's so, nice. so Rex Crowley, the uh, designer, lead lead designer or lead director, I'm not sure. Um, drew a little iotoi. Um. Can I read it? Uh, yeah, but it'd be backwards, I think, for you. No, no, it's backwards ah. for you. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It says, Jeremy, Rex and all at MM. 
And then there's more down there. Oh, I actually can't read that. Great to meet something? Yeah, so it says, uh, great to meet you at PAX. And then there's a little speech bubble that was drew around one of the little characters that says, I love your face. <laughs> um, That's so cute. It's cool that it's, it's a Vita really, cover too. Yeah, it is. Like This is like actually like the size of like a Vita case mm. as well. Um, so I, like this could work um, as a case, but I didn't want to fold it. So I haven't put it in there. That's um, wonderful. That's more sentimental value than like hard to find. Um, but yeah, so probably probably that. Well, that's the stuff you yeah. want to save, right? Like, because with, with yeah. games, like the stuff I picked, like it's my Ocarina of Time cartridge, but that's because it's like my Ocarina of Time cartridge, you know? Yeah. Like I could find another one of those. This was one of the most popular games on the N64. Like, yeah, like My Shadow of the Colossus is the one that my dad picked out randomly and it ended up becoming my favorite game of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Good job, team. What, what's, what's, what's our next question? Um, Jeremy thought of this one, so everyone, big clap to Jeremy. Big clap. <laughs> That's what big clap wants you to think. Um, big clap. Which game would you like to see adapted into a movie slash Netflix original slash The Witcher, you know? Or like HBO That kind series. of deal. Yeah. And you have to specify which one. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe not. I'm, I'm going to specify which one because they're, they're so different. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, well, big claps to Jeremy in the, uh, in the, in the comments section Give below, yourself a pat on, pat on the back, Jeremy. You did a good oh, job. I did. I finally <laughs> made it. Um, we're going we're gonna to blaze through the news here. Um, oh, okay. What? <laughs> Sorry, through the news. Okay. What? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. I don't understand. I know, it's okay. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Um, we're going to go through the news. Um, there's been a, it's been a weird couple of weeks um, for stuff. Uh, for the third, third time in a row, we're going to be talking about uh, like sexism at Ubisoft, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit, I think. We'll wrap that up. Uh, in terms of big stuff that has been shown in the last couple of weeks, it, it's been a big couple of weeks for Xbox. Um Last week, they had their Xbox Games Showcase, the kind of the equivalent to the PS5 event that happened in June. Um, uh, it was interesting. I don't think it was as solid as the PS5 event, but it was fine. Um, uh, June, I think you said you, you didn't watch it. Um, mm. But Jeremy, what did you think of the event? Uh, yeah, it was it was totally like, it was fine. Um it wasn't the thing is like uh, comp- you know you can't help but compare it to PlayStation's event um PlayStation has done has put in nearly all of their effort into character games or like like almost mascots basically it's kind of odd to see the return of the Sony's era of mascot characters and games yeah. um you know with the uncharted characters which you know I wouldn't expect to see them again but uh Ratchet and Clank for example uh, Spider-Man have, yeah Spider-Man is another one Aloy. Horizon with Aloy um, as well as the other uh, things that they had showing there Xbox doesn't really have that as much like they have Halo they have Gears but they've sort of had Halo and Gears for over 10 years now um, Minecraft as well um, but it's they don't have their like their namesakes are sort of getting a little bit thinner and thinner as, as time goes on yeah. Um 
And like you assume they're working on stuff, right? With all of the acquisitions of they've made over the last couple of years, they've got to be something like percolating in the background that's going to blow our socks off in three years, but we're just not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the showing was good. Like I'm very excited for Halo Infinite. Um, they, like, I think, honestly, I'm glad just to see so much from Rare. Um mm. Every every showcase, we'll see something else from them, and I, I'm really happy about it because um, they've got three projects now in the works. Yeah. Um, sea of Thieves included. Um, not a whole lot from third party. Um, like, big third party, I mean. Um, like, there was no... There was nothing from EA there. And that's usually their big third party friend at E3 or whatever E3 is, right? Yeah. It's usually EA and Xbox kind of go together. Um, well, yeah, I remember was, EA Play happened on their own, uh, and it happened it, it like did. weeks ago. It, it did, but usually, like they have like some sort of deal, and like you know they might like Battlefield DLC or like something, but there was nothing. Um, and so I think it shows that they are really actively trying to get their studios out there. Um, which I think is good, because um, we saw like all oh, well, like you know what Double Fine are working on, what Rare. Uh, yeah, like what Rare's working on. We saw State of Decay three from uh, Pandemic Games or what, whatever they Play Dead. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Obsidian. We, Obsidian definitely. We saw another Forza. Um, they, I think they just don't have like the the character things really yet. But like I don't know if they really need it. Um, I said this a little while ago um, on Twitter. Like, it's interesting watching Sony and and PlayStation. It was Sony and Microsoft. Sorry, yeah, Sony and Microsoft uh, compete with entirely different um, end goals in mind. Basically, mm. yeah. PlayStation wants you to buy the box. Xbox wants you to subscribe to them. Um, it's like all they're showing now is like ads for game pass basically like that is their end goal get you on game pass get you on x cloud get you in that ecosystem like that's why their their um slogan has been like the best place to play it's not about the best place it's not about the best console to play on it's about the best place to play their games Mm. um which is interesting considering they got a box coming out in three months um so I don't know. It's odd. Um, it's interesting. It was it was a fine showcase. It was not as uh, maybe not as clean as PlayStation's, um, but we already knew what that box looked like, so they didn't have to do the fancy. This is what it looks like at the end of PlayStation. So yeah, that really was a slam dunk at the end of theirs. Plus, a, like great surprises like Ratchet and Clank and and Spider Man. Like just yeah. those two alone, like really elevate that conference. Um, there are a couple of games I saw that I was really excited by. Um, there was a very brief teaser trailer cinematic thing for Avowed, which is coming from Obsidian. Yeah. Um, it's set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which is their like tactical top-down RPG that they've been making for the last few years. Um, so it's kind of it looks like they're going for a like first-person um, Skyrim-esque fantasy game. Um, yeah. So taking their their work they've done with uh, Fallout New Vegas and now out of world <laughs> world thank you <laughs> it's been so long out of worlds um, 
and putting that to uh, their fantasy world that they've already created looked really interesting. It was a really brief trailer, um, but the graphics in it and the way that it was like someone brought out a sword, I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And then they like twisted their hand and it like did this like purple conjuring like sigil stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to see this game in four years. Um, and I was just thinking about that game uh, just you know, like a few, like earlier today. I was like, you know, we're, we're nine years removed from Skyrim almost. It'll be awesome to see a riff on that. Hopefully it can come out before Elder Scrolls Six, because um, I feel like we haven't really seen a competent competitor to Skyrim um, in the set. Like, like, we've seen things inspired by it, obviously, like Breath of the Wild, but I, it'd be cool to see something that, like, takes like t- tries to take a bite of that pie that Skyrim has owned for the last te- like decade really um, uh, I think I said this before that Obsidian made the best Fallout game at New Vegas after Fallout 3 came out I'm excited for Obsidian to make the best Skyrim yeah. game <laughs> funded by that. Xbox like yeah yeah um, they also showed this trailer for the medium which they showed off in their their third party showcase Oh, actually, the medium. I don't know if it was shown off at the third party showcase for Xbox or if it was shown off at the Sony event. I don't um, remember. But we've seen it already in one of those two events. Um, and this had this um, this kind of bigger gameplay deep dive. Not deep dive, it was still a trailer, but um, it's this like horror game set in continuous parallel worlds where it's like. Um, it's like that one level in Titanfall 2, right? Where you're, 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 you're switching between the past and present at, like, at will. Um, yeah. And you're going through like alternate versions of the same space. It's like that, except it's the whole game and it's a horror game. And it's like you're, you're going between like dilapidated like old building in present day and then like hell version of... But I'm, I'm pretty sure you play them both at the same time. Like they're, they're both... All, they're, they're always running at the same time, yeah. Yeah, like you, I don't think you play so them both at the same one. time. Like they showed a side by side. I think that was just for your comparison's sake. I think I don't think that's a gameplay thing. Really, I assumed it was you're playing them both at the exact same time, and whatever's happening in one is also happening in the other. Yeah, I don't think that's what's happening, but I, I mean, it could be wrong. Um, the only reason I knew that the only, well, the only reason I thought that is because one of the characters picks something up and looks at it, yeah. and then in the other world, she's doing that, but she's not holding anything. Yeah, which is why I was like, "Oh, so you must play them both at the same time, I guess." And yeah, like the the, like it's the way I saw it is like the same character. Uh, we'll figure it. We'll find out what it is. But yeah, it looked yeah. really cool, and it's a really interesting way of showing like, wow, they're rendering two worlds at once constantly. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, um, and then yeah, that Halo Infinite demo that they that they started with, I was really pleased with it, but it's had this really weird backlash. Um, happen online now halo's yeah. halo's got the weight of the fucking world on its shoulders right now because they've had halo 4 which people liked but didn't love i think um mm. and then 5 which most people really disliked um which was years ago now and so like 343 is just trying to please somebody with this game uh, just before we get into it i just quickly googled uh Never before, never seen before an officially patented gameplay that plays out across two worlds displayed at the same time. Explore the physical world and the spirit world simultaneously and, the use, and use the interactions between them to solve dual reality puzzles. Oh, right, okay. Mm. That'll, be, that'll be weird, but cool. Yeah. Sorry, continue about Halo. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, like, they had this, this like, strong cinematic at the start, but people were really ragging on the graphics. They were like, oh, if this was meant to sell me on the Series X, I'm not sold, and, like, I'm going to wait, and this doesn't look that strong. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, Halo Infinite, it's an Xbox One game. 
Like, it's not, it wasn't made for the Series X. Like, it's basically being ported to it. So, like, everyone was really down on the demo. But I honestly really liked the style they had. Like, the elites and everything. Like, all of the enemies looked really colorful. Like, it, that's what got me was, like, the explosions and the enemies and stuff like that. It all looked very vibrant. Yeah. Um, almost, like, half cartoony, but still with, like, like good detail on like the the guns and the and the warthog and stuff like that like it was a style that really appealed to me honestly um but yeah it's like the the like the the greater public like it seems to be like a half half split between people who are stoked for it because the gameplay looked slick um for people who are stoked for it and people who just think it looks like a poor showing and they should have waited i'm like man that, the game's coming out in three months they're not waiting yeah <laughs> um I do think it. I do think that sets the odds. It stacks the odds against Halo um, in the future. Like they've got this demo, and it, it seems to me that there's a bunch of people who are ready to not like this game. Um, kind of like the way that happened with The Last of Us. And I'm really not here for any reaction like that because it's terrible. Um, so yeah, I I liked it, but yeah, it's I'm 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 sad to see that some people might not. I mean, Halo's had it rough because Halo Five was like almost everybody was like just not really into it it's just not really a game that anybody anybody talks about i know i love halo a lot i haven't finished halo 5 and i Mm. don't really have any intention to go and finish halo 5 um halo 4 was not that great it was okay but it was like it wasn't halo 3 well it wasn't halo 3 but it was like it's not reach it's not I'm okay if you want to change up a formula. Um, but it just wasn't that... Like, the story just wasn't that interesting. Um, the, the gameplay itself wasn't that... wasn't that varied. And the new enemies they add, I don't really like fighting. They're not f- enjoyable to fight. Um, they're really annoying to fight, honestly. I loved fighting any of the Covenant in Halo 4 and 5. And any time I'd fight a Promethean, I was like, ugh, I really don't want to do that. Um... But they've done some incredible work with the Master Chief collection. Um, And hopefully them looking at what all of those games are now that they've all worked on all of those games in some form, they can look at it and go, okay, what made these games lovable? What made these games really work with everybody and resonate with everybody? And how do we then capture that and harness that and then make something still, you know, fresh and unique for Halo Infinite? Mm. Um you know, using the old Halo 1 sounds and animations and suit. Uh, like, it's a Halo 3 suit, but, like, that can only get you so far. Um, I am excited to see that game, and I'll, I'll play it when it comes out, but, like, I, I really hope I like it. Yeah, totally. As with most things, I am rooting for it, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, a quick thing they announced about a week before the showcase is that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is basically their Game Pass Netflix-style subscription service combined with Xbox Games, Xbox Live Gold, which is their online multiplayer subscription. Um, so Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is the two of them, adds Project X Cloud, I think as of September, uh, for no additional cost, which is their um, their live streaming Netflix service, I guess. Are we- Stadia. Yeah, there's Stadia competitor, um, which apparently runs better and is 
is better than than yeah. Stadia in almost Shopping. every way. Um, so that's just a quick aside, like, and you know, speaks to what everyone's been saying the last couple of weeks and what you just said before, Jeremy, that they are interested in getting you into their subscription services, into their into their services, their ecosystem, rather than getting you behind the box. Um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't make it be more likely to get Game Pass Ultimate, I don't think. Um, but I mean, XCloud isn't in Australia, yeah. so it's like for us, exactly. it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's a cool thing, and I think it'll go a long way for them. It's it, we've just got so much speculation at the moment, partly because we don't know fully what's inside each of the boxes or how much they're going to cost or when they're coming out, which I still can't believe we're still playing chicken in, at the end of July. Um, yeah. Like, maybe it'll be, like, they'll both announce it at, like, the end of, like, Gamescom, like, their opening night live. Maybe they'll do that, but, like, I doubt it. Yeah, um, who knows? So, yeah, uh, this is just kind of, like, wait and see. We'll see if this strategy works for them, because now Sony and Microsoft are kind of, they're, they're splitting off. They're going down diverging paths, and it's like, what's going to happen? Um... So yeah, and then uh, sort of more fallout from this Ubisoft executive sort of sweep that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, there's been an article that came out from Bloomberg from Jason Trier, of course. Uh, I'm reading. I'm reading. From, I'm going to read from the Games Industry this article from Rebecca Valentine because uh, it sort of distills it a bit neater for us um, here. Um, but yeah, the headline for this one is Assassin's Creed Odyssey has two leads because Ubisoft execs believed women don't sell. Uh, so I'm just going to read through the pertinent points here. Assassin's Creed Odyssey reportedly would have originally featured only one protagonist, Cassandra, were it not for a belief among Ubisoft's, Ubisoft executives that women leads wouldn't sell. This is according to a Bloomberg report that further affirms a surge of abuse allegations against senior members of the company that have been widely reported over the last month. According to the report, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was originally proposed with just Cassandra as its protagonist, before the team was told that... Th- before the team was told that was not an option and added a male option, Alexios, as a playable lead. This was also supposedly the case with both Assassin's Creed Syndicate, in which protagonist Evie was meant to have equal time with her brother Jacob, but instead received significantly less. And an early outline of Assassin's Creed Origins saw the protagonist Bayek injured or dead early on and his wife Aya playable for the remainder of the story. Just going off the story here, that would have been fucking sick. <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been very, very different. And then just finishing off here, according to sources, speaking to Bloomberg, these changes were all made because Ubisoft's marketing department and its chief creative officer, Serge Haskoy, stepped in saying that female protagonists wouldn't sell games. Uh, the rest of the article goes on as well, but we'll leave it there. Um, this makes so much sense of all of the game's weird, like, two protagonist thing they've been doing for the last four entries as of this year like I yeah. know, how does this strike you two um i feel like this we've had just this discussion has been happening for like ages now mm. and it has been like disconfirmed what's the word like it's been debunked. like you know yeah debunked like on multiple occasions by multiple like multiple Get, like it's just it just that doesn't you mean make... the the like the women don't sell argument. yeah right oh yeah like, i mean look at look at the doesn't... last of us part two that just sold exactly like horizon like last of us um uncharted yeah like it doesn't even the, doesn't, the tomb raider like, like, as well who who is looking at these stats and saying these things 
It doesn't doesn't make doesn't make sense. It just boggles boggles me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I, like this this reminds me of uh I want to say E3 2014. Um Assassin's Creed Unity was being shown. Yes, that's and right. And there was these four assassin dudes running through uh Paris. Oh, multiplayer. Yeah. And people were like, there's like something like, like people like this is going off my memory. So it's a little bit hazy, but people were saying like, how come there was no women assassins? And someone at Ubisoft said something along the lines of like, women are harder to model. Or yeah, something that's or, right. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like looking at this now going like, oh, okay. This has been around for a long time. Yeah. This I, is that's like what I a, mean. Like, I, I feel yeah. like this exact thing has been said already by Ubisoft. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of... I don't, I, I don't think, like, I don't... I just think you're sexist. Like, yeah. I think it's just your sexism, <laughs> buddy. Yeah. Like. yeah, absolutely. And it makes so much more sense of, like... Because when I played Syndicate and we had... You had the two characters. I play that game. I'm like, why am I playing two characters at once here? Like, they're trying to play, like... They're trying to make it, like, GTA Five, you know, with Trevor and... And fucking... The others. Franklin and Michael. Um, I really have to dig deep for those. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, why am I trying to split this? It's not. They're not doing some cool combative storyline. It's just like they're just. I. It, this is pointless. It was pointless. It was. It was silly. It made the game unfocused, and I didn't care about either of them as much as what I would have preferred to have cared about one of them, and and the same goes for Assassin's Creed Origins. Aya in that game. Bayek's wife is so kick-ass. She is one of the best characters of that game, and and she becomes a and she is an intrinsic part of the story. But it just becomes this thing where it's like, I kind of wish I played as her for most of the game, <laughs> or like, it it, it could have been more interesting than two twins who just like do everything together. So they may as well be the same character. Like these two are like Wait, in, husband in, in and Origins wife. Or Odyssey? And, sorry, in Origins with Bayek and Aya. Right. So it's interesting there because they're, yeah. they're, they're husband and wife. They've had a child who, spoilers for Origins, who dies. Like, yeah, like First half an hour spoilers. <laughs> so like they can, they can have that tension between each other. They can play off that. Maybe they can play in different ways and maybe they can get in spats and have like big disagreements because they're like a grieving couple, you know? Like that would be really interesting to play two sides of that story because it's a complex character story, right? It's yeah. not just like... Oh, we're twins. We're brother and sister. We're scamps, and we're going to be scamps even once we join a, a, a lethal order. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it. All I could see is that I would have liked this franchise more if they had been able to commit to what the creative team sounds like wanted to do. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder how much of Ubisoft's lineup would have been completely different looking if. Um they weren't sexist morons in charge of decisions that were made um, to pull plugs on concepts and designs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, like, you know, I, I think it's, it is also worth pointing out, like, you know, while this is a very obvious case that in of, like, a very obvious case of sexism, um, it's like, like a diagnosis. It's, like, it's um, like outright. Yeah, it's so blatant and it's yeah. so moronic. Um it is 100% also not just the new Ubisoft. Um, no. But, you know, that's not to stop you from p- 
pointing out this exact moment and saying like, hey, this is just so clearly dumb. I, c- I, um, I can't believe that it's 2020 and we're still having this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I remember fucking talking about this in like when I was in high school. Yeah, right. But nothing's like, fucking changed. It's like the, the start of this generation that's about to finish, right? We were having the, almost the exact same conversation. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's a crying shame, honestly. <laughs> and I don't think we're there yet. Um, we were talking in the break about um, how I was feeling about The Last of Us Part 2, right? Um, and, I was, and one of the takes I'd heard from this Waypoint spoiler cast I listened to and they were saying that, like, you know, in terms of the mainstream, in terms of what has been put out in AAA development for games, there are more progressive stances put out there and more representation shown. But in a lot of ways, if you pay attention to any queer indie games or um, visual novels or anything that actually addresses these topics directly or perhaps isn't for a mostly straight, white, male, cis audience... Um, these types of things that they address have been addressed plenty of times before in the past and like just because it's hitting the mainstream now doesn't mean it shouldn't have happened 10 years ago like yeah we've, we've got to we've got to keep pushing the envelope because it's so far stuck in the past a, a lot of it's just like you know you can tell you can tell when decisions are made you know without women in the room without people of colour in the room without queer folk in the room um it it's like you can tell it's it's written in the dna of a project a lot of the time um and it you know turns out you can make better projects with thing for if you have more people in the room who have different experiences and things not just the same person like copy pasted 14 times about diversity this entire time yeah shocking <laughs> what people have been saying for years is actually correct yeah <laughs> anyway who to thunk it <laughs> I don't think we have like a lighthearted story to ease up on that. I, I, I mean, on the one hand, I can't believe, but on the other hand, I am glad that we are talking about Ubisoft for the third third episode in a row. Um, the fallout from this really has been striking, and I mean, you know, like I said in the last one, Yves Guillemot is at the top of this the whole time, and he's still there. So who knows whether he's actually an advocate for this stuff, or is actually the the linchpin in in this sort of um, bigoted, backwards thinking. Um, well, the the thing is, like you know, his family owns that company. <laughs> like, yeah, you you cannot remove the Guillemots from Ubisoft like a like you can fire a Sergei Surge. sexist. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's that's a more institutional thing than anyone else at that company, as him especially. Yves. Yeah, like there's been nothing like outright said about him, but like, like business practices and and um, mindsets, mind like like, what am I trying to say? Like points of view in a business are allowed to flourish when like either through quiet omission or through outright like encouragement when they are allowed to persist because it's been supported from the people who are in charge i mean you know silence is complicity a lot complicity a lot of the time so you know anyway ubisoft i hope you can do better 
I like your games, but not that much. <laughs> if you don't play them, if you don't get better, like they're not that good. Like I probably just won't play them anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I have a I have a more lighthearted thing. If you want to end on that. Oh, did you find one? Uh, sort of. It's not like I haven't I haven't read it, but there's a headline here from the New York Times saying lawyers demand the military stop violating free speech on Twitch by banning comments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can end on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, Twitter. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah. Oh. oh, the world at the moment. Um uh thank you so much for listening everyone. We are here at the end of the podcast. Uh thank you for getting to the end of it. Um you know, our podcasts aren't short, uh, and I really appreciate that you stuck around. Um if you enjoyed listening to us, you can find more of our content on memeapp.com.au. Uh like I said at the start of the podcast, uh within the week that this podcast is going live, we're putting up a new episode of Game Spoilers podcast. Uh First episode in nearly a year, I think. Maybe a bit more. Um, mm. Jeremy's fact-checking. Something like that. What was the last one? Jeremy Jeremy can figure it out. Well, the last one was Titanfall 2. But... Oh, it was too, yeah. Um, <laughs> the game that killed minimap cast. Uh, no, it was one cast. <laughs> Didn't say it. It wasn't me. Uh, yeah, a bit over a year. Right. About 13 months. Um so stay tuned for that one it's on a, a short hike uh, which is a short game which has been uh, given away on Epic and cheap on Steam and was in the itch bundle and like is on and, and I've, been, I've been advocating it since I played it for the first time and it's like a humble original I think so you can just download it DRM free so like there's so many avenues you can play it apparently it's very short so join us in that quest and we can come together and share our thoughts together on that one um, are you going to want- play it again Jeremy? oh yeah nice cool. I'm excited um, yeah, and if you want to support us uh, financially to do this, um, we can. you can do that on patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, if you are able to do so, uh, you can get cool things like outtakes there. Um, and that's about it. You can find, if you want to stay up to date with when our stuff is coming out, you can follow the uh, minimap Twitter at minimapau. Uh, you can follow Jeremy at... Everyone Jez. You can follow June at... Junez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. You can follow me, Kerry, at KJ Palmer underscore 24. I almost forgot my Twitter handle again. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time if we don't see you on the Game Supporters podcast. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.